Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of season two of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Whitehall, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, I'm super excited to be joined by Christy Shear and Samantha Harris, and we're going to talk all about our top three crews on the Disney Dream. So let's jump right into our at the core this week and talk about our trip. So as everyone knows, COVID has been horrible for the travel industry, and actually Samantha and Christy both joined Pineapple Escapes right as COVID started, like they (laughs) came on right before (laughs) everything happened. So it's been a long Mm -hmm. couple of years for all of us. But last year, I promised that I would take our top three agents for sales in 2021 on a Disney Dream concierge level cruise. And there were points during the last year where I thought cruising wasn't even going to be back by that point. But luckily it was. And We were able to go and have this opportunity. So in late February, myself and then Kate, Christy, and Samantha went with me on the cruise, and we had a great time. Kate is not joining us on the podcast today. She doesn't like to hear herself talk, so she got a reprieve today (laughs) from this. But Christy and Samantha will be joining me today as we talk about our adventures. But I have to start out with, Samantha, Kate, and I got this wild idea that we should do the Princess 5K before we went on the cruise. So we were up at three in the morning the day that we left for the cruise to participate in the Princess 5K, which was really neat. And we will definitely be doing that again. And there will be there will be more podcast episodes about that as well. And Jennifer and Kayla and Kendall also competed in some of the races that weekend. So it was neat to see some of the other agents. But the real highlight of our weekend was the cruise, even though we started out tired from the 5k. So all of our agents travel a lot. And I have had the opportunity over the last year to travel with everyone who was on this trip multiple times. But one of the things that I say fairly often is never trust a travel agent who doesn't travel. So That's something to just kind of think about. And one of the reasons why we do travel so much is we want to be able to give our clients the best experiences possible. But this trip was more of a relaxing trip, a rejuvenating trip. And we handled it a little bit differently to kind of celebrate our success of 2021 and finally, hopefully getting through and getting to the other side of COVID. So Samantha, let's talk a little bit about the 5K before we jump into the cruise. So what were your thoughts on the expo and the 5k and the whole experience overall? The run Disney experience I felt like was going into it. I was not prepared for how overwhelming it was going to be. I have done 5k's before. I have never done something to the extent of the Disney run. Everything about Disney is much bigger than anything else. And in that applies to their runs as well. There was just so much that went into it. So many activities, so many people. I had a good time. I am not a runner, so I should preface this. If you are a competitive runner, the 5K probably 
is probably not for you because there were so many people. We are not competitive runners. So just walking it, I was perfectly content with just walking through the parks, being able to stop and take pictures. But it was a little overwhelming, I feel like, not knowing what to expect going into it the first time. I will do it again. I will make sure the next time that I allow myself some rest time. I am not a morning person and I probably would not have signed up if I knew I had to be on the bus at three o'clock in the morning. So (laughs) I don't, I mean, who decides to get up at three o'clock in the morning to go run? Is that a thing? (laughs) Runners, runners. (laughs) (laughs) So we did have a good time, but night one of the cruise was pretty exhausting. And I think I went to bed earlier than I ever have in my life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah didn't you sleep like 12 hours that I did <laughs> I did <laughs> yeah we were we, so we'll get into that a little bit more but by the time we got on the ship we were all just kind of done so Christy got in really late that first night so as we were yeah. getting up to get on the bus Christy's arriving <laughs> like the whole the whole thing was just kind of crazy but the run was really neat it was worth it I would definitely do it again it was neat to see the characters out there it was just a neat experience to be in Epcot and and to experience it. So definitely something to do again. But yes, I agree. We probably needed an extra day <laughs> in there to recover before we got on the ship. So that morning then after the 5K, we went back and got Christy out of bed and we all got ready. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we went and had <laughs> breakfast at Ohana before we transferred over to Port Canaveral. So let's talk a little bit about that. So they are still doing COVID testing at the port. So after we dropped our bags, the next step was COVID test. So Christy, why don't you talk a little bit about that process and Mm -hmm. what we had to go through to get on the ship? Mm -hmm. The COVID process went very smoothly. In fact, I had um, done it for a Disney cruise in December. And I think they had ironed a lot of the kinks out of it. Just even between then and when we did the cruise, we went into a tent and went into a small cubicle with our party and we were tested. And then they had a waiting area where we would wait to get a message that we had passed our test. One person in our group, Samantha, had had <laughs> COVID previously. So she came with a letter with test result saying that she had had COVID. What we discovered was your letter also has to clearly say that you are cleared for travel, cleared for work, those kind of things. So we had a moment there of um, uncertainty what was going to happen. The good news was she still passed her test because the letter didn't have exactly what take the pet test, but she passed it. But you know, just one of those tips that we picked up is, you know, just making sure exactly what is in that letter from a prescriber if you um, are going to do something requiring testing and you've had COVID before. Yeah, so it was, so, it was definitely, there were a few moments there that were tough. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why Samantha needed 12 hours of sleep that first night, because if I had tested positive, because I had had COVID within 90 days, And we all know that you can still have a positive test. So if I had tested positive, none of these ladies got to go on the cruise ship either because they had been exposed to me. (laughs) So (laughs) my other thing that I've been saying a lot these days is we'll figure it out. And we would have figured it out. It would have been fine. We would have figured it out. But we did get to go. And 
we were actually in a concierge, one bedroom concierge level room. And so we were concierge guests. So the next part of the process was just like the normal security line and the normal line to board the ship. We did get to kind of bypass a few of those lines, but for the most part, it wasn't really fast tracked. I didn't feel like. But then once we were finally on the ship, we were able to see the Mickey and Minnie welcome show. And then we were headed to our room and it did not disappoint. I was really pleased with our room and that whole experience. So Samantha, I'm going to turn it over to you to tell us a little bit about the room and describe it for us. So the room was really nice when you walked in. Um, I mean, I have only cruised one other time. So for me, it was much nicer than the first time. And the first time we had a nice room too. So I don't think I could ever stay in just an interior stateroom and, and slum it because I have been spoiled. But this room, it had a, um, a dining table, two bathrooms, two closets, a really nice, like probably double size balcony that you could sit out on with like what two lounge chairs and then two other type of chairs. I think um, it had the king size bed in one room and then it had kind of curtains around it that you could close a dining room in one room. And then it had um, I slept on a pull down bed and then Kate slept on another bed. So there was r- plenty of room for four of us in there. It had a couch, a refrigerator that was stocked. The two bathrooms were nice. The one bathroom had a very nice size bathtub, which none of us took advantage of. But then it also, while you're sitting in the bathtub, had a TV screen in the bathroom mirror. So you could just sit there in the bathtub and watch TV if that's what you choose to do on your nice Disney cruise. Yeah, actually, some of the rooms at the deluxe resorts at Walt Disney World have that too. It is, it is pretty neat and neat amenity, I think, to have that opportunity. So, Christy, mm-hmm. what was your reaction to your yeah. to the room? What was your thought compared to the normal state room on the Disney Dream and the Magic and other cruises that you've been on too? Okay. Well, let me just see. My first cruise in about 2000, I was with my husband and three children in an interior stateroom. So um, (laughs) things have really improved over the years. You know, you go from an interior to then you've got to have an ocean view and then you move to the veranda or balcony. And and now I'm in the concierge level and I just don't know if I can go back or not. So um, very nice. (laughs) It was like being in a... um, a small hotel suite rather than on a cruise ship. So it was really nice. Everybody had their own little space. Jamie and I shared the actual bedroom. And when the curtains were shut, I mean, there was no light. We would open them in the morning and there would be daylight streaming in on poor Samantha and Kate. And we were in complete darkness. So it was uh, really nice. I highly recommend it. Yes. I really thought it was really nice too. I think I'm going to have a hard time going back to normal life again after (laughs) that experience, but definitely much more like a regular hotel room. So let's talk a little bit about the concierge perks. So I did do a tidbit episode, episode 36 of season two of this podcast, if you're looking for it, that focused solely on the concierge amenities and all of the benefits. But I did want to talk about this a little bit because I did think it was something that was kind of special and unique about our cruise. So Samantha, what was your take on those concierge perks? I think my favorite perk 
you guys are going to be so surprised, was the snacks throughout the day. And I feel like every time we record a podcast, I end up talking about food. But I am not a big sit-down meal person three times a day. If I eat one sit-down meal a day, I am good. The rest of the day, I can snack snack my way through the day. And so the first cruise, we ate three meals, sat down in the restaurant every day. And by day four, I literally just did not feel good. So this time it was nice for me. I thought, well, you know, I didn't have to go sit down and eat a big breakfast. I could walk right across the hallway. So that was very nice. And they had croissants and pastries and and then throughout the day, just random snacks or muffins or cookies. And so for me, I like that there was just a constant array of snacks available and I didn't have to go to the restaurants and sit down at a specific time and order a plate of food because that's not how I eat during the day. Yeah, I liked that too. And I thought they had lots of different mm-hmm. options. They had healthy mm-hmm. options and, you know, more fun options like mm-hmm. cinnamon rolls and brownies and things mm-hmm. like that. So that was nice too. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, you could get fruit at breakfast or yogurt or something like that too, if you're more of a healthy eater. So Christy, what were your thoughts on the concierge level mm-hmm. perks and amenities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. The food was a, a huge thing because on cruises, normally you're either spending a lot of time sitting in a restaurant, but I also don't necessarily enjoy buffets. I I don't like buffets and I don't like fighting that crowd in the um, dining room for them. So this was a great alternative, especially we were located like literally the door was right across the hall from us. So we could walk over, grab a snack. The other thing in the evening from five to nine, they had complimentary drinks, which was really nice. We had a private viewing for the fireworks at night. So um, there was an area up on the upper deck that we could go up to watch. So I just felt like it was, it was very nice. We had um, also our own concierge person there. So if we wanted uh, to do something like when we were going to talk about the spa later, they made the appointments for us and those kind of things. So really um, took all the work out of it. They took care of everything for you. It was yeah. like having a travel agent on the ship. Yes. <laughs> yes, someone who's taking care of everything. Yes, I agree. One other thing, coffee is also included. So you could get lattes and different specialty coffee drinks in the morning as well. So that was nice not to have to go to Cove Cafe for those sorts of things too. So lots of nice perks. And it was it was really convenient. And it also felt much quieter. Like when you're fighting the buffet and fighting out on the pool deck to wait in those lines for food, it's loud. And so that was nice. I thought that it was more relaxing and quiet. But that other episode that I mentioned talks about all the different concierge perks. So definitely check that out if you think concierge level is something that you're interested in. So our first full day was spent at Castaway Key. And for the most part, we relaxed. It was relaxing, easy. So Christy and Samantha, Christy, you can go first. Any thoughts or tips or tricks to share about Castaway Key or anything you want to add there? Mm-hmm. I just love Castaway Key. I'm, the water is so beautiful, so clear, so calm. I think my biggest takeaway, every time I've gone, we've gone to the very kind of far end of the island on the family beach side. Right there, you're close to a buffet, you're you're close to a bar, and you've got a nice beach. So it's got everything you need right there in that one spot. So that's kind of become my go-to place when we go to um, Castaway Key. 
Yeah, I like it there too. Samantha, any thoughts on Castaway? I noticed, um, you know, which, which is good. This trip was much busier on the beach than the last time. So cruising is definitely picking up. The capacity levels are picking up. If we did feel there was much more people on the beach, it was much more crowded. But yes, if you can find a place um, that you can kind of tuck away, I do like the location that we have been the last two times. You're close to the food, close to the restrooms and right there on the beach. And it is towards the end of the family beach. So you might not have as many kids kind of there as you do when you first get to the beach off of the ship. My recommendation would be if you have a place that you want to go to, to try to get off the ship a little bit earlier. I think, you know, that was the night that I slept 12 hours. So (laughs) we did not, we were not in a hurry to get off of the ship. And by the time we got there, we did kind of lose our seats for the first half of the day. Um, After lunch, it seemed like people started meandering back to the ship. And then we had that section of the beach pretty much to ourselves for a while, it felt like. But in the morning time, it was pretty busy through there. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good point. I think cruising is definitely back and more and more people are traveling. So you definitely need to think about that a little bit more than probably what we did. But we were still very comfortable and happy. So nothing to worry about there. It was still Um, sunshine and what, like 40s at home. So, you know, I don't care how many people were on the beach. We were on the beach in the Bahamas and not in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. We did learn also, do not try to take pictures in the scuba area of the water. (laughs) We got in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. So I set my phone up and tried to do like the picture from my watch and we got yelled at. So yeah, that was funny. But we did get a couple pictures. Don't stand in the water without a life jacket if you're in the snorkel zone. Yes, that was what we learned. So, but it it was a good day, a relaxing day. And then that night we ate at Palo. So we had Animator's Palette the first night. We had Palo the second night. And then we ate at Royal Palace the last night. So we did have the one specialty dining option. The first night, I honestly, I think I ordered salmon. We were all exhausted. I remember very little from that evening. (laughs) The second night, I ended up getting the sole. It was really good. I also had the chocolate souffle. That's one of my favorites at Palo. One thing to note, you can't get the chicken Parmesan at dinner if that's what you want, (laughs) because I love that from their brunch. But I thought that meal was really good too. So I know that, Samantha, you're more of a picky eater. So that was a little more challenging for you, but you survived. So what were your thoughts on Palo? I did survive, but I enjoyed my food. I ate... Most of my plate, and I think I tried something off of every one of your plates. So I think (laughs) that night I did eat quite a lot. And then we did eat the chocolate souffle as well. And that was very good. So that it was definitely worth it. I would pay for that meal again. Um, That is a restaurant that is not included in your cruise. So that one is extra, but it was worth it. It was a good meal. It was quiet. It was not a busy restaurant. So it was a very nice vibe up there if you are you know, with your significant other and you put your kids in a, um, in the kids club, or if you have older children and they go eat dinner by themselves, it's definitely a, a good place for you to have a quiet night. Yeah. I think it's a great like date night feel to it. And especially on the longer cruises, when you're on the ship for seven days, it can be nice to have something to kind of switch things up and do something a little bit different too. Chrissy, what were your thoughts? Okay. 
I thought it was very good. I had the uh, risotto and scallops and they were excellent. I enjoy cruise dining because I like to try new things. And so that's one of the things that is really nice is it gives you the ability to try something you wouldn't normally try. And I tried the escargot and actually liked it. I just didn't think about what it was when I, when I ate it. But uh, yeah, I thought the meal was very good. Yeah, I, I think that that is one of the nice things about cruising is you can try a little bit of everything. And I think that the wait staff on Disney Cruise Line and all of the other ships too, they do a nice job of, you know, bringing you whatever you want and working with whatever you're trying to do you know, diet wise or food wise, if you have allergies, if you have those sorts of things, they're going to work with you. And so I do think that's a nice perk. So overall, our meals were really good. We did end up eating a lot in the concierge lounge just because it was easy mm-hmm. and convenient. So that was nice as well. So another highlight of our cruise on Sunday, we had a sea day and for the most part, we relaxed. And I think honestly, that's what we all needed. We all had a crazy start to the year. All of us have had things going on in our lives. And so for the four of us, a break was definitely welcomed and needed. But on Sunday morning, we started our day with some nibbles in the lounge, and then we headed to the rainforest room. So Christy, why don't you start us off and tell us about the rainforest room and what Mm -hmm. all it entails? Okay. So when we made our reservations, they only for 8 a.m. So we were all a little hesitant, wondering, is this going to be worth getting up to get there? But uh, it definitely was. So to the spa and they took us to this rainforest room area and it was a private area. It had your sinks and towels and all those kind of things, robes. And then they had several different, I want to say there was probably six different showers you could get into. Um, You could have like a thunderstorm, you could have like a tropical rain, you can have all kinds of things. So they had different sound effects, different patterns of the water, different temperatures. Some would go from hot to cold, the hot to cold. So it was really fun to try those out. From there, we went into a sauna and sat for, I believe it was 20 minutes. They recommended that we did that. And it was it was warm. Some of them handled it better than others. I'm not a uh, person who enjoys warm. <laughs> so, you know, saunas are not my thing, but I, I stayed in there. Then we went into another room where they actually, uh, we had a scrub and we got to pick out our own scent and we were able to use this scrub in there. And then we um, rinsed and went outside. We had our own private area out on the deck where there were whirlpools. There was two of those and also then some heated lounge chairs, which I think we all really enjoyed. Yes. So the way that, so pre-COVID, you could just kind of come and go. You could get a week pass or however many days your cruise was and then go in and out as you please. But now with COVID, they're doing two hour time blocks and you can have a max of 10 people. So that worked out well for us. We rented it out for the two hour time block and it was really very nice. And I agree. I think those heated loungers were the best. So Samantha, what were your thoughts on the rainforest room? I really enjoyed it. Um, Like you said, I think we all needed the relaxation. And so we, you know, we got up and 
the hydro, basically the beginning part of it was just like a hydrotherapy circuit. It's the different temperatures and it's supposed to, I don't know, be good for your body. I don't like cold water. It's supposed, I don't know how it's good for my body, but I did it, some of it. I don't like the the misty cold water in my face, which I think Jamie had a video of all of us cringing with that. (laughs) But, you know, once we got outside and it's, you're kind of, I guess, detoxing your pores in the sauna and in the cold water and the hot water. Um, But then you go outside and those hot tubs on the deck of the ship and you could feel the breeze coming from outside and you're overlooking the ocean. And we sat there for a little bit and then just went inside and and laid on those heated loungers for the rest of our time. And it was really nice. And really for the price of it, I don't know pre-COVID what the cost was, but this was right at $200 for a two-hour time block. And you could have up to 10 people. Now, most people probably don't have 10 people with them on the ship, but if I had paid for an hour massage would have been close to the same price just for me. And so, especially if you have more than one person and you're splitting it, the cost of it's really inexpensive, in my opinion, for what you get. And you have the two hours in the private spa that you could spend, whether you want to be in the hot tub or just lay there in the sun by yourself with nobody else, or you could stay in the sauna. So I really liked it. I liked how private it was. I don't know if there was 50 people in there, how long I would have stayed in there. So I personally liked the private portion of it. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was really nice and a good way just to kind of decompress a little bit and Mm -hmm. a good way to start our day. And that's one thing that whole day kind of ended up being a relaxation day for us, which was really nice. Kate did end up going to see the movie. Christy ended up taking a nap in the stateroom at one point. Samantha and Mm -hmm. I read our books out on the concierge lounge sun deck. Um, So that was really nice too. Um, That's another like perk or amenity is the concierge staterooms have their own sun deck area with their own hot tub as well. So that very first night when we got on the ship after dinner, the three of us were up in the hot tub too with no one else around. So that was another nice perk that you just don't really get when you're staying in a normal stateroom. But overall, it was really relaxing and a really nice cruise. Definitely different from the cruise that we took in the fall where we were trying to see and do everything. This time, we definitely took it a lot slower and tried to enjoy it. Although, I mean, it's hard sometimes to just relax and and be at peace with the world. But I think we tried and enjoyed it. One of the things that I enjoy the most when I'm traveling is reading. And so I mentioned that Samantha and I were reading our books. And one of our best dinner conversations, I thought, was when the three of us were talking about some of the favorite books that we've Mm -hmm. read recently. So I, I thought that was really interesting. And it actually prompted me to start a new Facebook group because, you know, why not? I mean, (laughs) seems like fun called Wandering Reader. So there'll be a link to that in our show notes. But that jumps us into our crush it for this week. I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about my Kindle. So I travel with my Kindle Paperwhite. I like it because it's compact. It keeps a charge forever and it's so easy to travel with. I can throw it in my purse and when I'm going to school pickup, I can travel with it there. And then when I'm traveling, it's really easy on the plane or wherever I am. So that's what I was reading on um, while we were traveling. Samantha, you have a Kindle too, right? I do. I got my Kindle when I was 
traveling for work with my previous job. So me being gone for work is not a new thing for my family, but being in the middle of central rural Pennsylvania versus being on a Bahamas cruise, I guess is two different things for them to have to cope with. (laughs) But um, I do have a Kindle. And like I said, I bought it um, because I was taking, you know, I'd be gone for a week at a time, staying in a hotel room by myself and packing three or four books in a backpack gets pretty heavy. So I, I do love my Kindle and I hear the I'm a book person. I'm a paper person all the time from people. And I still, I, I have physical books sitting here on my desk right now that I still read, but it's hard to take more than one with you at a time. And, you know, then your paper gets bit in your backpack or you risk spilling something on it or splashing it at the pool. So my Kindle Paperwhite, and it is, um, I don't know, I guess it's not waterproof, but splash resistant or whatever they call it is, I love it. And I'll read it on the plane or in, you know, the bed in a hotel room or by the pool or by the ocean or in the bathtub sometimes. So that's one of my my favorite things is my Kindle. Yeah, I, I love mine too. And it, it's just so easy to travel with. My actually, the very first cruise I went on was like pre-Kindle, like, you know, back in the dark ages of cruising. Um, Mike and I, I think I was 20 when we went on our first cruise and I packed a suitcase and had like six books in it. And I still laugh about <laughs> that. Like I could barely carry my suitcase because it was filled with books, but I, that's just, that's what I wanted to do. And so that's what I took with me. Hmm. So Kindles definitely make that a lot easier. Um, I am going to include some links to some of our favorite books that we've read recently. I know that some of these are ones that Samantha recommended to me that I read, and then a couple are ones that she has read recently. I actually finished The Gunkle, which on the ship, and that was an easy read, really easy to read, a cute story. I enjoyed it. And then, Samantha, I know that you were reading Winter Garden, which was one that you liked. Um, She stayed up till 2 a.m. the morning (laughs) we got off the ship, and I was getting up at 3 a.m. So I was out on the balcony at 3 a.m. So, you know, it's fun traveling with Jamie because she's awake in the early morning and Samantha's (laughs) awake. So we're on opposite time tracks, but it all works out. We joke Um, that we run like a 24-hour system here. So one of us is available almost 24 hours a day. (laughs) Yes, until we're in the same hotel room together and then it's more challenging. But we did fine. I don't think I woke up too many times. but. I tried not to. Anyway. And there's um, there's me who sleeps through it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why Christy and I had to share the bed because she's the only one I won't wake up when I'm awake in the middle. Of it. <laughs> but the other books that um, are listed, and we'll put links to these in our show notes too, are the Book of Lost Names, which Samantha recommended to me, and I just read recently. And The Wish, which Samantha also recommended to me and I read recently, (laughs) which were both really good. But that is basically what we're going to be doing in our new book club group. So if you would like to join that, the link will be in the show notes as well. And it's Wandering Readers on Facebook if you want to just look for us there. But we're going to be talking about travel and reading books at the same time. So that's kind of the goal there. Christy, what were you reading on the ship? Were you reading something good? I uh, I was actually listening. When I travel, I do a lot of Audible books. 
I either do paper books or I do audible when I'm not at home. So on it, I was doing the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo and I finished that one. Uh, and it was a, it was an okay book. I wouldn't say it was a favorite, but it was good enough. Right now I'm doing, um, the Midnight Library, I'm doing that on paper, and then on my Audible, I'm doing Pretty Girls. So both of those have started out really good. I usually keep a couple going depending on if I'm at home or if I'm on the road. So, See, and I love the seven. Well, I read a lot, but I can. <laughs> I read a lot, but I cannot read more than one book at a time. I have to start a book and then finish it before I move on. So I don't see how you can like keep up with the plot lines with more than one story at a time. <laughs> I probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> Never dull moment, guys. Never dull moment. <laughs> so anyway, we hope you've enjoyed hearing about our top three crews on the Disney Dream and hearing about some of our book recommendations and our reading thoughts. If you're thinking about a Disney Cruise Line cruise, we would love to help you make it memorable. Um, you can email us at info at pineappleescapes.com to get started. Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.